everybody. Welcome to episode 158 of the Untitled Gaming Podcast. My name is Zach, and this week I'm joined by Rick. Rick. And Pat. <laughs> Ahoy hoy, everybody. Uh, Chance will be joining us momentarily. He's currently working on what the topic of our show is right now. Is that the reason? Yeah, that's definitely part of it. Uh, <laughs> he also did say he had to go take care of the dogs because his family's gone um, there in Hawaii. Oh, they finally left him? Uh, yeah, they abandoned him. You know, just like Home Alone 2. That's when he's in New York. Home Alone 1. <laughs> they went on vacation and forgot about Chance. Uh. <laughs> um, <laughs> so he'll be joining us momentarily. Uh, but when he does, you'll hear him, I'm sure. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome. We are a gaming podcast that aims to entertain as well as inform. So sit back, relax, and get ready to level up your gaming knowledge as we discuss this week's biggest game, gaming news, game reviews, and impressions and talk about the gaming industry in general of course we don't only discuss games we occasionally talk about movies tv shows your favorite i thought he was going to say your mom <laughs> i mean we could talk about your mom if you'd want <laughs> my mom is a lovely woman she actually saw... is recovering from her broken ankle so she's back to full uh, she, she broke her ankle to avoid you that doesn't make sense you make yourself less <laughs> mobile to avoid a person Exactly. <laughs> Speak. Hey, hey, mom, you want to hang out? No, I got a broken ankle. <laughs> I would be like, oh, let me come and take care of you. Like you're injured. Patsy, no, 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 I don't want to see you at all. Like <laughs> it's too much of a bother. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, <laughs> let's um, just keep going. Okay. This is a very the energy of this podcast is just. <laughs> I think the energy is fine. Like the energy is fine. I mean. Normally we're like, I want to say like 60, maybe like 65% prepared. But I think at this point we're at like 30, below 30. I think this will be one of the best podcasts we've ever done. I say that unironically, being as ill-prepared as we Well, I mean, the fact that you're on it instantly cannot make it one of the best podcasts we've ever done because... I'm I'm locked in at all. You not you said you weren't going to be on the pod, or you say you said you weren't going to be on the podcast, and we never heard about it. I did. Also, if you would have watched the stream in its entirety on Tuesday, you would have heard it then as well. I I did my job. I, like, I came in. I said Queen's Gambit. I saw you were playing chess, so I got out of there. You didn't say Queen's Gambit because you know that's an actual like line of moves, or is it just because of the show? It's because of the show. Because you said Queen's Gambit when I was running a French defense, which doesn't make any sense at all. Like, well, you know what they say about the French? Not many positive things, honestly. <laughs> they, they eat a lot of cheese. I don't know. <laughs> that is just a gross, stereotypical thing to say. Okay, but yeah, let's get into it now. Uh, so this week, we will be discussing our end of the year predictions. We'll be scoring our predictions from earlier in the year. And then we'll be talking about our game awards slash end of year predictions. Uh, but first, what have you been playing? Uh, Pat, let's start with you. So I try to play a little bit more of Assassin's Creed Mirage, but that chromatic aberration thing, just I cannot do it. I, I, I'm going to wait for an update. And I, I think later that night after we did the podcast, I was in a party with you, Zach. And you're like, yeah. so wait, what, what is this thing? What am I looking for? And I explained it to you again. And you're like, God fucking damn did you just ruin this for me so, i did the rest of that go i never noticed it again after that okay, that's <laughs> i honestly good. like never paid attention to it again that's after good that. so, i don't know how like this is the guy who says he doesn't know 30 fps from 60 fps so i'll, I'll be I'll, I'll be curious to see what you think of spider-man i haven't played it yet 
So Spider-Man just came out today. Chromatic apparition. Uh, I turned it off immediately. It has the oh, options, okay. so go ahead and do that. Um, but yeah, Spider-Man, I haven't played as much of it as I would have liked today. It's kind of been a busy day. Uh, it just came out today. I maybe put like 45 minutes to an hour into it, so I've just kind of done the the first opening tutorial parts and like uh, light combat sections, and like they have a big set piece at the beginning, which is not what I expected because it's none of the, the marketing material. Um, I will say... It has a good start, but then they have this one scene in the middle. So uh, it's weird. You you have this set piece thing where they have this like they start off with Peter and Miles in school and then there's a supervillain attacking. So they have to go deal with that and they kind of get through this set piece and then it's just kind of fades to black and then it cuts to two months earlier. And then we get the scene from uh, Craven the Hunter talking about coming to new york and then it's titles and then you go back to that set piece i'm like what the fuck is going on Um, here why did that scene need to be here like who's like let's put this let's let's go two months back and then we'll go right back to where we without any context of like why or who or what but yeah so pacing seems a little bit weird i don't know maybe that's just an isolated incident Maybe they're going to continue that for the entire game who knows but it just seems very disjointed the way they would even like do that yeah and the thing about the spider-man games both miles morales and uh well less of an extent to miles morales but more so the 2018 spider-man game i remember that being fun to play i remember the swinging i remember the combat i remember the gadgets the story i completely like i'm like you fought the sinister six at some point uh doc ock was there uh mr negative was there all of that stuff but I watched a video recap before I started. Like I watched a video recap yesterday of both Miles Morales and Spider-Man 2018. And literally I'm like, this happened in 2018. I don't remember any of this. What the fuck is a dragon's breath? So uh, yeah, kind of forgettable story um, for 2018. Miles Morales, that was 2020. That's still like fresh in my mind. And I do remember liking that story more because it was more compact and it was more like small scale and kind of focused on, harlem and miles's community as a whole um mm-hmm. so uh i guess brooklyn harlem would be uh luke cage yeah really enjoyed that um so getting back into it gameplay still feels like spider-man i don't think they've made any massive improvements yet uh web wings are kind of cool they do add a lot like another layer into the momentum but so far first hour it feels like more spider-man which is fine um but we'll see how how much like the story actually has made an improvement. Um, other than that, uh, I've been playing more Marvel Snap. Uh, that's still going on. I already made it to Infinite this season, so uh, I kind of adjusted my Loki deck and I added in uh, the. I bought the season pass and it came with uh, Elsa Bloodstone, which she works perfectly with my Loki deck. So I'm really enjoying that. So that's just more Marvel Snap. And then Baldur's Gate 3. I I know last week I'm like, I, I think I'm close. I think I'm going to be able to beat the game before this podcast. And my goal was to beat the game before. Yeah, how'd that go for you? Before Spider-Man comes out. And that game is huge. Let me tell you, okay? Uh, I was about 85 hours in and it just, it keeps going. And I think I'm at the home stretch now where it's like, I did like, 
four other major story beat moments. And I played like another like 15 hours since last week. And then now Mm -hmm. I finally got to the point where they're like, okay, if you go past this point, you're going to have to see it through. So make sure you're doing everything you want to do before you go there. I'm like, okay, this is probably the end. We're getting to the final mission. Um, And it's not like the game is dragging. I I feel like all the stuff I've done has been so interesting and like uh, adding layers to the story, the characters. There's there's a moment I've talked about this before, um, and it wouldn't be a spoiler for your guys' playthrough because you're not going to experience this moment. But there's a, a part in the campaign because I'm playing as the Dark Urge, uh, that like I am dealing with that storyline. And it gets to mm-hmm. a point where it's like, okay, you can accept this Dark God's power, and a lot of people aren't going to like that, or you can reject it. So I accepted it immediately because I'm like, yeah, of course, why wouldn't I accept this Dark God's power? And then one of my main people in my party is like, I can't, I can't be with, like, I can't stay with you if you're doing that. And she left. And I'm like, well, fuck, you were like, such a damage dealer for me i need you so i had to reload a save and i had to go the opposite direction but they do such a good job with player choice and like creating your own story and stuff that even though i pick the option where i'm rejecting the dark god when all of this shit goes down like one of the the dialogue options was like yeah i'm i'm free of that curse i can finally be myself or the other one was now I can rule the world and it's my own actions and I'm not like behind anyone else. And I'm like, Ooh, they know exactly what I want to do. So yeah, I'm still on the path to take over the world. Just I'm going to do it on my own terms and without the help of this God, because I'm going to become a new God. So kind of, kind of living my best life in, in Baldur's Gate three and damn, that game is really fun, but I'm, I'm hitting the home stretch, really enjoying it. Uh, and then I want to talk a little bit about Cocoon, which is the, another game I started. And I know I have a lot of games halfway through that I have not finished, but this year has just been crazy. We'll we'll talk about it. I remember when you busted Chance Chance's balls about this. Now you have yeah, a bunch I of games. Still, that well, Chance just doesn't finish them. He doesn't come back to them. I do come back and I do finish them. Remember how excited he was for Dying Light Two? Ask him if he's finished Dying Light Two. Yeah, but Dying Light Two ended up being bad. Like you can't him for continuing a game. It did like 82, 83. That's not bad. I thought he said it was bad. I don't think so. But anyway, Cocoon is a... uh, You guys remember Limbo and Inside and those type of games? Mm Mm-hmm. So they had three... Inside. Yeah, the developer had like three like big leads in their in their team. They had the uh, art design lead, they had the game design lead, and then they had like the, the creator of the studio or whatever. So... Um, Play Dead, which was the the studio, uh, the art design lead and the game design lead left and formed their own studio. So, mm-hmm. if you guys remember last year, Jump Ship came out with uh, Somerville. That was the art lead. So that game looked really cool, but gameplay and puzzles just weren't on that same level. Um, right. So it got so so reviews. But still, it was it was on Game Pass. It was a, a fun experience, but it just w- didn't hit the highs of Limbo and Inside. Well, this is the game designer's studio, and this is his game. Um, Cocoon is, mm. and it is fucking awesome. Like it starts off, there's no words, just like Limbo or Inside. Um, you're in this like uh, sandy, like desert planet, um, and you're this like little bug man, um, and you're like solving puzzles and stuff, and then. 
at, at like you're using this orb to like power stuff and then at one point once you get like past a couple of puzzles you jump out of the orb and you go to the overworld which is this like alien structure like uh, a bunch of like high tech uh environment area and then there's like two more orbs you find in in the two hours that i've played uh which is completely different areas there's this like water planet and then there's this like uh kind of like uh a weird like it kind of reminds me of like hr geiger like that uh alien disgusting guts and stuff area um so like they have these distinct biome planets that you're going in and out of from the overworld into this world and each world functions as a battery of the overworld and then it like at, at one point you unlock an ability of this like little orb that does mm-hmm. different things in the overworld and you are shifting between them at one point you have okay i have the the sand world which has the ability that i need but i have to take the sand world and i have to go into the water world and then use the sand world's battery power in the water world and then come out. And then now there's another orb that I just unlocked. And now I have two worlds in this one world. And it's just, they do such a good job of introducing these mechanics and then building upon them in such a natural way that I've never felt like I've never been stuck on a puzzle for longer than like a couple of minutes. But every time I I like get to that solution, I'm like, Holy fuck, that is such an interesting concept. Like, um, I'm trying to be vague to avoid spoilers because it's not a very long game. Um, I think it's only like four or five hours. Uh, and I'm like a couple of hours in, so I'm like more than halfway. But it introduces one mechanic. And then just like in the next 10 minutes, that that one mechanic that like took you a while that was like its own puzzle is now mm-hmm. just like... 10% of another puzzle that is being built upon that. It's it's kind of hard to explain, but it, it does it so well that it's like it's just you're in awe at all of these moments because you're like that's so natural yet so fucking clever. I highly recommend you play this. It's on Game Pass, uh PC and uh Xbox and Cloud I think as well. But yeah, I I'm, I definitely want to finish it. There's just too many games out to kind of devote a huge play session to any of these, but yeah, so that's kind of what I'm playing right now. Uh, Rick, what about you? All right. Well, um, put some more time into Starfield. Um, not too much because, you know, I'm taking it easy. It's spooky season. I decided to play uh, a spooky game, but oh, chance is here. Hi chance. Hello chance. I've been here for like five minutes. What it do. Um, so, all right, so played some Starfield, but I moved on to um, actually a game I got probably about three years ago when I first got my Xbox Series X, uh, Observer System Redo, which I don't know if we got a free code for that from either Asper or Bloober Team. Bloober Team, I believe. Thank you, Bloober Team. Uh, finally jumping back into that because it's psychological horror, and I have it. So I figured I'd... Uh, like I played probably about like 45 minutes i got stuck i didn't really understand the gameplay too much but now i'm significantly further um and yeah you stars you're you're rutger you're you're rutger howard rutger howard thank you and um you're basically locked in this apartment 
you don't really go outside of the apartment complex too much, and um, you're basically trying to discover a series of murders by going to the deceased and plugging yourself into their brains. They have little chips in their brains, and you actually get to go through their their memories. Um, and that's the, more of the psychological horror aspect to it. Um, a lot of really crazy stuff happens when you're in people's memories. Uh, I didn't think you'd be able to die. Uh, found out that is not true. Um, one point you're going through, uh, somebody's having a nightmare about working in a cubicle, and and then like somebody's like this big figure is running through and has a weapon, and I'm like, all right, cool. That, that's that's a neat little kind of set piece, and I ran right to it, and yeah, I died. So I learned to avoid that. So yeah, probably about six or seven hours in now. It's it's enjoyable. Um, it's definitely dark. Uh, but it does get kind of confusing, mainly like the setting itself is pretty repetitive. And sometimes you don't really know if you're going the right way or not. And you can kind of get turned around pretty easy. I think that's what me up the first time I played it. Pat, have you played this? Yeah, I, I've beaten it uh, before the I don't know if they've added more in the the system redo. Um, but I played when it first came out. And yeah, it is very the story is the main reason to keep playing. Um I think the the repetition of the environments and stuff that you're talking about, I think it's just because it's a, it seems like the graphics would seem like it's a triple A, but it's definitely a double A budget, and they're just trying to, to hide some of the the seams. So you're kind of, you know, really they do repeats. get it well around. Like they do get by pretty well hiding the seams. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's definitely for you know Halloween season. It's definitely a fun play guys haven't tried it out i'd highly recommend it yeah it's, um, it has no right to be as good as it is i think because it's like a game you've, you haven't really heard of from a studio that was much smaller at the time didn't get a lot of press or like buzz and then when i played it i'm like holy fuck this is why aren't more people talking about this <clears throat> um so on to the next thing i played on xbox which i think i was just trying to get some achievement points, or at least like Game Pass uh, achievements, to get yeah you know, Microsoft points or whatever. And I stumbled upon Turnip Boy commits to evasion. Has anybody ever heard of this one? I've heard of it. I have not played it. It's kind of like a two D side scroller, almost like Link's Awakening. Um, I saw it leaving Game Pass fairly soon. Zabe in the chat says sixty nine four twenty, referring to your gamer score right now. Yep. So I'm getting to that. So I played it and I was just stacking achievements. Like in the first like 10 minutes of me playing it, I probably got 200 achievements and I realized it was 69,410 achievement points. So I was, I had to put it down. I need to figure out a way to get just 10 achievement points. So I actually made me put down my Xbox for an entire week. Be like, okay, I need to figure out the perfect game to do this for. And then last <laughs> night I was bored. And I was looking up games on Game Pass, see what I can just get, just 10 achievement points. So I played Joyride Turbo, which was originally, which was originally released uh, for the Xbox 360. It was a Game Studios game. Just a kind of a crappy um, racing game. So I did 50 laps on a time trial, and I got my 10 achievement points. I got 69, 420 gamer score. It was pretty awesome. 
So after that, I was like, all right, cool. Turn off my Xbox. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Just um, retire that profile. <laughs> yeah, don't yep. play it ever again. It's like when the football player dies. They retired the jersey. <laughs> it's not at all the same, but all right, live your dream. <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't ready what to go to, to I know Rudy's you don't number. know. The fact that you even use a sports reference is... What happened to Rudy's number? They didn't retire Rudy's number? Come on. Pretty special. Yeah, it's not real. <laughs> He's real to me, damn it. <laughs> he turned into a hobbit. Of course, of all the things that are sports related, the thing that appeals most to you is the fictitious one. Of course, the the, the story behind it is what I care about. Not oh, the for actual God's sake. <laughs> So I did get those 10 achievement points uh, when I was streaming Game Pass on my phone. So the wife was still awake and I was like, OK, cool, whatever. Um, I, I just played Solitaire on my phone while waiting for the office to end or my wife to fall asleep. So my wife fell asleep. I turned on uh, the TV. I was going to get a nice little screenshot on my Xbox of the 69420. I was so excited. And it was at 69,450. Oh. I was playing Microsoft's uh, Solitaire. I just oh, completed this event for the day, and I had gained got 30 achievements. Oh, no. Mm. <laughs> so I didn't get a screenshot on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. But that was the extent of it, so now I'm back playing Xbox again. So that's when I rebooted up uh, Starfield. Right now I'm infiltrating the crimson fleet or whatever should've, you should have woken jordan up babe it's finally happened i got 69 420 on my gamers <laughs> break out the champagne <laughs> i don't think she would have been as impressed by it <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's that's my story of 69 420 thank you all <clears throat> i was going to try to wait till february to do it and then just say i won the achievement war by getting 69 420 but uh, life happens fast um i played some marvel snap playing a thanos hand right now which is can be a lot of fun nice did you get um, him in a, a spotlight cash or did you get him did you buy him or did you get super lucky and unlock him in a a normal like random loot box I, thing i unlocked him organically i've not spent any money on this game well i mean like you don't need to spend money to get like the the spotlight cash or the collector corner or whatever yeah yeah i did not i just you just unlocked him? Damn. That's fucking Somehow lucky. I just ended up with Thanos. Wow. <laughs> That's insane. He's a big bad, which are very rare uh, to just unlock. So nice. And you see a lot of those that are becoming like a little more common. Like since I've been using Thanos, I've seen a lot more Thanos decks um, that I've gone up against. So also um, been playing more Fire Emblem on my Switch through the. Uh, Game Boy Advance. I'm on chapter 24, I believe, out of 30. So getting close to beating the original Fire Emblem with nobody nice. dying so far, which I'm pretty impressed about. Oh, nice. Well then. Yep. Of course, like luckily with the uh, the Nintendo Switch Online, if somebody does die, it's like, well, oh, rewind. you have the rewind. Right. Yeah. The rewind. Replay that. Well, how, okay. Move this. how often have you rewound? Not too often. Maybe like once or twice yeah. per battle, but it's usually just kind of. It doesn't happen that often, yeah. but usually, say if I make a bad move, right? You know, it's hard not to rewind. Um, uh, which leads me to my next one. Um, Pat is letting me borrow his copy of Super Mario Wonder while he's playing Spider-Man Two. That's cool, like that. Thank you very much, Pat. Yeah, no problem. Um, and I'm probably about 
I think I'm on my fourth level on that. And so far, it's... Fourth it level or fourth good. world? Fourth level. Okay. <laughs> I'm not I'm like, much. damn, stuff. you fucking got really far. <laughs> Playing on speed for the podcast so I can get back to it. But, um, yeah, I think even on the first level, you turn into the elephant. There's a lot of... It's neat. I thought it'd be more clumsy than it would be, but so far, visuals, gameplay, it's... And really, kind of, kind of reminds me of Super Mario World. How is the art style and like uh, a lot of the the stuff that I heard online was that they've redone the music where it still feels familiar, but it's still new. And then like the art design is different; like it doesn't feel like it's the same recycled stuff. Like every they added custom like animations for different stuff and all of that. Yeah, and honestly, like I, I figured it'd be more like the new Super Mario Brothers that came out for the Wii. I figured it'd be mm -hmm. kind of more like that as far as the side scroller goes. But no, it's definitely its own thing. It's really pretty, nice and polished. Um, I have yet to play it with the sound on, um, but I'm excited about that. <laughs> but yeah, it's been it's been a lot of fun. There's been a few times I messed up and I've tried to rewind, like I can do in Fire Emblem, but that is not the case. But yeah, as I said, only on my third level, or just be my third level, so excited to bite more into it. Um, and then also played some party animals and moving out too with everybody here. So, yeah, so I forgot to talk about that, but um, I don't know about you guys, but I felt a little let down by moving out too because it's like, yeah, it's more moving out. But it's like they haven't added anything in the three years since we played the last one that it just feels like, you know, it's just more levels. It should just be DLC, not a not a sequel. And I don't, we only played for like half an hour, 45 minutes. so We didn't get too far into it, but they didn't introduce a lot of new mechanics for us to actually get invested into it. I don't know how you guys are feeling, but that's kind of how I felt. The only thing I was really let down by was the net. Vance, <laughs> do you, what have you been playing? Um, uh, Cyberpunk. Um, still playing that. Um, and Starfield. Uh, playing a lot of games that are kind of hard to play all at once because of just how open world they are and how much there is to do. I'm essentially playing like four rpgs did you start um, a new file of cyberpunk and play from the start yeah i'm already like max that's like <laughs> i'm level 50 well not max main level i'm level 50 street cred i think i'm like level 37 um have you gotten I, further in this new campaign than you were in the last one or are you still doing just side stuff i'm still like going just from whatever's closest to me which is typically side stuff but it, I mean, it's, I just fly through it because I, I, the way I, the style that I chose to play um, this way around is I, I'm doing like a katana knife throwing build. Um, so um, I try to do stealthy with like throwing knives and if things go to hell, then I use a katana and a, um, um, a, a SMG. I'm kind of going with a electric build. Um, so, for example, one of the katanas that you get early on in the game is called scalpel. And when you have it equipped, you do like, you know, uh, extra electric damage and stuff like that. I also have the Mantis Blades that do electric damage. Um, I have Cyberpunk or a Cyberware that um, 
a certain percentage if I get hit, there may there's a certain chance that I will make a mini EMP explosion doing electric damage. I throw EMP grenades. <laughs> um and I uh I ha- there's also a uh iconic uh submachine gun that um it's a smart weapon. It locks on and when you hit people after so long after you know it, it has a chance to cause many EMPs. Um, and then a weapon that I don't have yet that I need to get to Phantom Liberty to get is a throwable item. It's a throwable axe and it does electric damage. Like it makes EMPs when you like when you hit people. Um, then I also have like, you know, the uh, Sandy Sandamistan, which is like, you know, slow down time so I can slash people up and throw my knives and hit people. And if you like, right. hit people, like crit people in the head, you get, there's a perk to where you automatically like reload and have it back in your hand. So you can kind of like like consecutively like hit the people in the head with stuff. Um, so but yeah, yep. you put a good amount of time when it was like originally out. And then, the, yeah, I would say I probably the... have like 200 hours probably between all the saves Holy that I had. That I played. <laughs> well, because like the first, I don't know, my other saves got deleted somehow. I don't know what the hell happened, but yeah, I, I probably have like 200 hours, like oh, between my other saves, like the one I'm so, playing now is 40 and I've had other one that's had like 60 and then I had a third save that had something. So you've had a decent chunk with the original release and now you've had a decent chunk with like the 2.0 version. Yeah. Would you say that they're like drastically different or is it just like more? Yeah, I mean, if if the game released in 2.0, like if the game released like that, it would have been game of the year. Easy. Um, Like easy game of the year. About making a game of the year, like nominating it for game of the year with the the DLC for the Idris Alba one. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I mean, it's it's funny because I mean, I like Starfield. A lot of people love Starfield, but um, uh, there's there's been I mean, obviously, Cyberpunk's had several years to improve and to update, but it's like literally like a better version of Starfield. Just the AI, um, yeah, and, and stuff like that, like the the effects, you know, shooting into water, grenades exploding in the water, shooting at people in Starfield. They don't even move. They just keep walking and they look at you like, you know, with their dead faces and, you know, in cyberpunk, it's completely different. <laughs> um, and uh, they're obviously, Star- uh, you know, Starfield has a bunch of glitches. I mean, cyberpunk does, too, but most of them are cleaned up. They've added so many things like fighting on vehicles. They've added there's a bunch of perks that are you know meant for vehicles. Uh, the builds are a lot more impactful. Um, the skills that you learn are more. Um, you learn like a main perk that actually like modifies your gameplay and then you can unlock the mini perks around it that then add on to that. Um, and uh, I mean, they really have like builds that you can go into and um, they added more weapons. And I love the way they made the system with the cyberware. Um, typically in the game, your armor was all depicted by. You know, the armor that you pick up and that depicted you know, how hard it was for you to kill, get killed. But essentially, all of your armor is through your cyberware. And so essentially, certain cyberware you put on will increase your armor, which, you know, makes it a little bit harder for you to kill or give you more health. And so, like, essentially, clothes is just straight just appearance. Like, that's all it is. Mm. And um, cyberware is just amazing. And the fact that um, uh, you add a lot more to it. Like, I'm not going to lie. When I played Cyberpunk the first time, like, I didn't I didn't want to be like, you know, you can build into like being cyberware. but like. I actually feel like I, you really need to go into cyberware when you play this new cyberpunk like that opens up the game to so much stuff now. I mean, it did before, but like I didn't really delve into a lot of the cyberware when the game first came out. I just focused on like gunplay and like perks. Yeah, 
I think that's just a choice you made at the time because yeah, even when the original came out, you could make it so like you're just a stealthy person exploding heads and like, you know, stunning people from far away and then coming in and snapping their neck or whatever. Like you had that option. Maybe it was like much yeah, I mean more that was a game that was a gameplay option. I mean, obviously a lot of people could go into cyberware, but I just I feel like just it, it's like it's options like, to the forefront. Maybe. Yeah, it's like you have to do cyberware. Like you need to do it. I mean, not that it's a bad thing to do it, you know, being forced to do it, but I just like how it made cyberware like a main focus on like your armor and just kind of like customizing your character and, you know, being able to jump in different ways and being able to like, um, you know, giving your characters different effects and things like that. And then you can really make builds and, and they've um, also changed. Um, uh, um, did they change crafting? Um, I think they did, yeah. Yeah, they changed crafting because you used to be able to like um like upgrade your weapons and then now it's just like you're gonna find weapons that are like Well no, you can still something. upgrade your weapons. You can still upgrade them, you can still craft them. I'm just trying to think of I can't remember on the top of my head how they changed it, but I think there was like a whole skill tree that was dedicated to crafting and they got rid of that. So essentially mm -hmm. like everyone can craft and upgrade. And you still earn engineering skill when you do that. But um, I think they just got rid of the whole, like, I think it was in tech. It was just straight crafting. They got rid of that and just made it, like, something else. And so, um, uh, you know, just to make it give more, you know, um, perks and stuff for gameplay purposes. But um, I don't know, the game's still Zabe, a lot of... Zabe in the chat asked, is that the most difficult way to play, like, with a katana? Do you think that's more difficult than with the guns, or... Oh, no, I mean, like, for... As you play the game, you level up, you, you just earn things that are off. Oh, first of all, you play with a katana. You want to get like a Sandavistan, which is like slowing down time. And there's you different versions of it. And stuff, right? At some point, you can unlock, you can deflect bullets. Of course, that's a chance of ha happening. Um, also, you can make your character very agile. So you can kind of dodge and get behind corners and zoom around. And, um, and you know, when you, when you hit things, you can make them stagger. Um, and um, I mean, I would say... I, 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 I don't know. It's just a different way to play. And um, you can form your character to where like it, it won't be hard to take people out. Like like I get my my use my Sandavistan, I get my Katana and I just slice people up. They're all really slow. And then I put it away and leave and they all just fall to the ground like anime style. Like they're all just dead after I've already left the scene. <laughs> like they just fall down like nothing. Like no one even knew what happened. Um, like things they like added that. The bike really from cool. Akira I've heard in like the DLC or something. Yeah, they've added a bike. Oh, they added a bunch of Witcher stuff. Uh, oh, yeah. Witcher weapons. You can get the sword from Witcher, yeah. You can get the sword. Uh, of course, I haven't gotten this yet, but I've been seeing a lot of stuff. There's a lot of uh, Witcher weapons that you can get. Um, they've added a lot of Easter eggs. Um, I don't know. This game is like peak, and it's. I heard Let the DLC is amazing, and I want to get to it. So. Let me ask you this: Do you think it's worth it to, if you've already played the game and beat it, do you think it's worth it to devote more time this year? to go back to cyberpunk and play the, like the, the revamp version as opposed to something new. Um, no, the game has changed enough. And then with the DLC added, like I would, I would recommend to start over. I mean, every time I watch videos, of people talking about it, like somebody's already beaten the game. They played like, yeah, you start over hours of it. Yeah. Do you you start over. And, okay. Um, like I said, they added more perks and um, it's changed things and um, they added more weapons and yeah, a lot of the missions will be the same, but that's fine. Um, and they add the DLC. That's my hang up is that there's so much out this year that I'm like, yeah, am I going to 
is it worth it to devote more time to go back? And I think if I do go back this year, I probably wouldn't start a whole new playthrough. I would probably just pick up my playthrough where it was and go do the DLC, like the new stuff. But you you started, you haven't even got to the DLC stuff yet, and you're still having fun, right? Yeah, I mean, you don't have to beat the game to get into the DLC. They they mentioned that you just have to get to a certain part in the story, um, which I don't remember where that is. I think it's when like you just start dealing with the... Um, I don't remember. I don't want to give any... I mean, the game's been out for several years, but you don't have to beat the game. Like, they made it so you can, like... Yes, you have to do some story missions. And I think it actually tells you, like, you need to complete this to get to this, you know, part to where you can start doing it. Right after Snape kills Dumbledore. Zach, Rick, any any inclination to go back to Cyberpunk? Not right now. Just because there's, there's just other stuff that I need to play for this year. That This year's fucking insane. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like a slide on Cyberpunk or anything. It's, a, it's great, but just yeah. need to do other stuff. So yeah, I've just I've just been playing that. I guess going back to my list, um, Lost Ark. I've been getting I guess back into it a little bit. Um, I've been playing with Michael and and Matt. That's the Amazon one. Yeah. No follow up. Uh, Guild. I've always I've been playing Guild Wars two as well, and uh, Starfield and Sleeper Citizen. So, um, or at least I've been I started Sleeper Citizen. Um, it's like an RPG where you, it's just more like talking. Like it's more like a picking like selections and like you have to like, you know, wait for time and like you like you just make a decision and thing. You know what I mean? Like you have a certain chances of things happening. Like it's kind of art. Yeah. So, yeah, that's pretty much all I've been playing. Um, did everyone else go already? It sounds like it probably everyone already did. Well, the host always goes last. So. OK, well, then go ahead. What have you been playing? Uh, yeah, so I uh, rolled credits on Assassin's Creed Mirage since the last time we talked. Yay, go Zach. Yay, go me. I'll be reviewing that, so I still have to write my review, so that'll come out sometime at some point. I did. Mainly just because it's the change of pace from this huge open world that Assassin's Creed has become. It was nice to play a game that was like more rooted into what AC was. To Brokish's point, is it old Assassins? No. Is it new Assassins? Also no. It's a love letter it's a love letter to AC one essentially. Um, True. But they're, they're still doing it. It's like a stopgap between the old and the new yeah. thing. It's not fully going back to the old and it's not fully going back to the new or anything. Yeah. Like to this point, like wasn't attempt to try to be assassins. I would argue AC Valhalla was absolutely just not assassins Creed at all. This was more assassins than AC Valhalla was. Valhalla was just running around and being a Viking. It had nothing to do with being an assassin. Subpar welder in the chat. Give me Altair and Ezio back. I feel like they mm. have such good games devoted to those assassins. You can go and play those. They've the remastered problem, those games. You, too. you can't. You can't do another game with Altair or Ezio because then it would have to live up to the previous. You're not going to make a new Ezio yeah. game because you're going to have to live rather... up to Revelations Two and Brotherhood, and then. It's going to be yeah. worse. And there's nothing wrong with building up Basim as like a, a a character on the level of Altair. Or I don't even think Altair is up there, like on the level of uh, the problem uh, with the problem with what they're doing with Basim now, which they talked about in Valhalla, him being this reincarnation of Loki, is that it was the inevitable. You're running out of historical context because you can only do so much because history is finite. So now they're going into mythological stuff 
<laughs> like that isn't as like appealing. When do you think they're gonna make um like 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 futuristic like space assassin? The, well, then you just stop. Like at that point, you just that. Yeah, yeah, don't ever do that because like why would I hit and blade somebody when I can shoot them with the space laser? Yeah, or something <laughs> like like if you're looking at like if you're looking at where peak Assassin's Creed was, like if if we want to have that discussion very briefly, I think Ezio was peak. I loved Black Flag, and then odyssey was peak next and i think after that like other like unity was not peak i loved syndicate but not was not peak valhalla was i think a syndicate down. point we just had such ac fatigue we we had like seven years i still love the syndicate. same type of game like, yeah i mean syndicate was good it's just when it came out i was kind of fed up with assassin's creed syndicate was the first one i didn't play the year it came out Oh, really? I got, I I got right to that away. like a couple years later. Yeah. Because like, I'm an Anglophile. So once they were like, oh, it's Industrial Revolution England, like I'll play it. But I liked Mirage in the change of pace, kind of going back to like kind of what it was before. Thoughts on Starfield? I'll actually talk about that now because it's not on the stuff that I've played in the past two weeks and I don't miss it. Honestly, I thought I was going to and I put it on the back burner to play Mirage and roll credits on that and I don't miss it. Even just, and, and it's weird. Like I think like I've, I've played like, quite a bit of it and then i was just like okay i just yeah. it's, it's 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 okay like i don't miss playing it i'm gonna go back to it and finish it because i don't want to leave it unfinished but i don't know where it gets the 10 out of 10 reviews that everybody gives it i think i feel like it's just a review given on hype Wait, for, for which game for starfield because they're talking about like thoughts on Starfield, and I was like, I don't miss Starfield because I haven't played it in my last like the two. Well, weeks. I think I Starfield. Miss- I don't think many people gave Starfield a ten out of ten. It is a very, it's trying to be a, a jack of all trades, master of none, and I think that's Bethesda's like mo. That's been yeah, their just, game design. It's space Skyrim. It's space Skyrim, and not as good as Skyrim. Well, I don't. I don't know about that. I think like, Skyrim is held to a, a pedestal because of the time it came out. That if if Starfield or if Skyrim came out in the exact way it came out now, it would it would get sevens because it's like yeah, yeah it's good. You have all this choice, but like none of it is refined enough. I think yeah. Starfield has some really interesting ideas. We've talked about this before. Some really interesting ideas that they hide behind New Game Plus and they don't go all the way with. They're like, we need all this stuff because this game is. It has to live up to our legacy of being this massive game where you can do anything or, you know, you know, play how you want to play. But when you devote that much time to developing a game, because this has been in development for like seven years and you're just single, you're at the top of the industry. You're like, I don't need to innovate. I think we it's also doing it's, what we're it's, doing. It's, it's interesting, like what they're saying in the chat right now. They're like, we need big maps, not a thousand maps of nothing, obviously, like because you're procedurally generating planets and stuff, and you can't have shit on every planet because it wouldn't be realistic. Like most of the planets are gonna have nothing on it. I want games to go back to being smaller and linear. And I, I don't mean, need them to be massive, huge open world sandboxes. That's my personal thing. I don't need you can like, you can find those dense areas. You can find a cyberpunk city in neon in Starfield. You can find an old western city that has a lot of side stuff going on. You can go to a planet and just spend hours on that planet. It's not like these, these maps are like, that's what I'm saying. If you want a smaller RPG 
you would play Cyberpunk over Starfield. I don't because, want a smaller RPG. I want a linear story. <laughs> like I don't. Like, I wouldn't say Cyberpunk is small though. <laughs> well, Starfield is like literally a whole galaxy. Star Starfield is like literally galactic in size. It almost doesn't get bigger. Like so, like everything comparatively is small. But I mean, Cyberpunk, but Cyberpunk is not small. Like 50, 60 hours just to do the like the golden. Give me, give me games on the scale of Assassin's Creed Two, on the scale of Hellblade. That's what indies are doing at this point. Go I know, but I, I, I need that from my triple A's, honestly. No, you don't. <laughs> like, I, I want get, that from my triple A's. Get Spider Man. Like, I think that's like 20 hours to beat. And there, it has a bunch of side stuff that you can just ignore. Like, um, I, I mean, I would go back to playing the Cyberpunk DLC add ons and stuff. I, I feel more inclined to do that than I do Starfield in a vacuum. I just, no pun intended. I just need to finish starfield just to roll credits on starfield and do its due diligence just didn't play that in the last couple weeks don't necessarily miss it i did start lies of p which i like and it's difficult and i'm bad that is (laughs) such a trash take in in the chat right now games are so ass compared to 10 years ago no they are not (laughs) look at the variety of games we have now like it's insane. I, I, I've seen that opinion. I don't necessarily disagree. It's not like blanket correct or blanket wrong. I, think, I don't think I it's think nostalgia wrong. is like, is like playing a huge part in you remembering games 10 years ago. Like we're not just it's not it's not just about like the gameplay itself or like the gameplay, story, production. I told you story has tutorials, like... <laughs> presentation, all of this has been elevated. There is nothing. There is nothing out ten years ago like Last of Us Two. Nothing yeah, like that ten years ago compares to that. But but like but that's the Last of Us Part Two, which is a narrative driven game. But like the gro- the the greater whole of like video games, I don't. I think you could say don't tell as good of stories as maybe ten years ago. Like no, I, I don't think that's but, true at all. I think storytelling is vastly improved in games. Go play some games that came out 10 years ago. Go play games on PS3 and you'll be like, what the fuck is this? I could go back and play Assassin's Creed 2 every game of the week or every day of the week. Go back and replay Assassin's Creed 2. And that game has some that that game has some bloat in the middle that could have been cut. Oh, it's fine. Bloat that that bloat is nothing compared to the bloat that we typically see. But anyway, I played Liza P. Liza P is good. I like it. I'm going to enjoy playing that game, even though I'm bad at Souls-like games. But we we move. Yeah, so that was basically... Oh, also play Discord Poker Night. It's a fun time. We should do that on a stream sometime. And just play poker. I think so. What's the news? What's the news? Not slow news! So before we get into the topic of show, which is our predictions... We're gonna go through some of the not so new stuff, which is we'll discuss the last cup like the last week of news, where it's not like super fast, but it's not slow either. There's more stuff on Activision Blizzard King, which needs to end. I'm done with it. The deal is done. So what next? What next? Yeah. So Phil what Sp- next is like eight Phil Spencer baby games you're gonna go. The Phil Spencer went on the official uh Xbox podcast to kind of talk more about this because we were speculating last week before the deal closed. Like, how are they going to introduce these games to Game Pass? Is it going to be like Bethesda, where it's like the next week, here's like 40 games, and then, you know, all new games are coming instantly to it? 
well, it's not going to be that. Uh, the official uh, Activision account tweeted it out when when the deal closed. Uh, Xbox put up like this video of like "Welcome to our family" or what all that all that stuff, um, and they basically said that Call of Duty, the new one, is not coming this year to Game Pass, and neither is Diablo. They're beginning to they're beginning the work to bring Activision and Blizzard games to Game Pass. But since they aren't able, they weren't able to do that as before the deal closed because that's illegal. Um, they're just starting that work now, so it'll take some time, and it'll take at least till I would say like maybe February or March before we start to see those games. And uh, we talked about this last year, if they're or last podcast, if they're just going to do this like all at once, or they're going to drip drip feed it. I think they're going to drip feed it because if you put up all the Call of Duties at once, you're cannibalizing the audience. Everyone's going to be split up. Like, I want to play Black Ops. I want to play Modern Warfare. I want to play, I don't know, any of the Advanced Wars. No, Advanced Warfare. One of those. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe nobody is going to say that because that one was shitty. But either way, you're going to cannibalize the audience if you do that. So I think they are going to release it like, here's the Black Ops. Here's the the Modern Warfares, all that stuff. Um, but that brings the question are you going to buy Modern Warfare 3 or are you just going to wait for it to come to Game Pass? I am going to wait because I'm not a Call of Duty person, but someone like Chance, who's like into Call of Duty, what are you going to do? I'm probably just going to uh, to wait. There's so many, uh, like I said, I'm literally playing like four RPGs right now. Um, my top, my hands are tied, like, well, tied or busy. I don't know what I'm trying to say. I, I'm busy, like I'm playing a lot of games. I don't know. I've I've slowly been been one of the people that um haven't been playing as much as Call of Duty. I think at some point I'm going to play it or play the next one at some point, but I'm not in any hurry to get Call of Duty anymore. I used to be one of the people that got things day one and you know got the pre-ordered it and tried to get early access, but I don't really care anymore. I mean, I'm uh so I, yeah, I guess I'm retiring my Call of Duty expertise, I guess. I don't know. I mean, I I saw some gameplay. It literally looked like it. They tried to just reskin it to where it looked like Modern Warfare, or like the block, like text when you shoot people, and they have some new guns. But then they also have the guns that transfer over from the other, the older Call of Duties. Apparently, they just remastered the maps, um, which are great. I guess you know we've already played those maps a hundred times, like well thousands of times when they were first released, but we have them again now. Uh, they just look better. So that's a great thing and a, a bad thing, in my opinion. But yeah, I don't know. I don't really have anything to really say much about it. I mean, are any of you guys going to play the the beta or have you played it already? Or I didn't realize the beta was last week, the open beta. So, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, it was last week. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So Activision games are going to be coming next year. And so are like all the don't expect those to come day and day like the the new Call of Duty and whatnot. Uh, but Phil Spencer did talk about how he wants studios to work on what they want to work on. He he doesn't want to mandate, hey, you're doing this or, you know, you're a Call of Duty support studio or something like that. So I think we are going to get some, I would love for more interesting, smaller projects like uh, Pentiment or something like that, that we can kind of get quickly and get some like passion involved in the developers making them which would be great maybe like a smaller banjo game um there's so much ip in the activision blizzard king deal that like it's going to be insane when they finally start to like announce these projects 
Um, we're going to have to probably wait a couple years before the the fruits of this acquisition really start coming in. But now we're starting to see the Bethesda acquisition really starting to pay off with Starfield. Yeah, Redfall was a miss, but um, you know we're getting uh, hopefully more information on Indiana Jones next year. Uh, we, we've had the ones that were the PS5 exclusive deals that have now come to Xbox. So I would love to see a Deathloop 2. Um, Hi-Fi Rush obviously was great this year. So yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see which franchises they kind of want to bring back and announce and work on and stuff. But I'm excited for the the Game Pass of it all with all these games. So. Anything else to add there? I think we've talked about this enough. Yeah, I want it to die. I almost wish the I don't I, at this point I almost wish the deal just never went through. <laughs> Let's talk about it for two years for it to not happen. That's the best solution. Like, bro, like honestly. <laughs> Moving on from that, so there there's a leak for the release date and the price of the PlayStation 5 Slim. So this was leaked by Bill Bill Kuhn who, on the uh, French website. I don't know how to pronounce that. Deal Labs? Deal Labs? Deal Labs? I don't know if it's French. Quite or why not? Basically, the leak is that it's going to launch in the US on November 8th. And bundled with Spider-Man 2, it would be the same price as the original edition PlayStation 5 with Spider-Man 2. So like a $559.99 price point. So you're saving ten dollars because Spider Man is sixty nine ninety nine. Yeah. So if you if you're a Spider Man fan, you probably already got Spider Spider Man when it came out. So you're not going to wait for the the special edition console. But let's talk about the slim version of it. So it looks just like what we have now. It's got the same colors and everything. It's just got a, a like a slit in the middle. Mm-hmm. So instead of having two f- like face plates, you now have four pieces that come out. So I guess right. that adds a little bit to the customization because you can kind of mix and match them. But who the fuck wants like a, a checkerboard console? <laughs> so I, I don't know what they're thinking there, but I, I I guess I do know what they're thinking. They're thinking, oh, we can sell these motherfuckers newer right. consoles and newer faceplates. <laughs> so their old face faceplates don't work. Um, but yeah. Yeah, and... Um... If you kind of want to go into like what it's going to look like anatomic or like more about it anatomically, I guess it's going to be reduced in size, like volume by more than 30%, weight by 18%, and 24% compared to the previous models. If you do buy PS5 digital edition, you can add the, like, I guess the slim edition of this, you can add the Ultra HD Blu ray disc drive for it later. It's going to be sold separately. Um, Seventy nine ninety nine in the states in Europe. It's one nineteen ninety nine, and other price points as you go through the other regions. They said once inventory of the current PS five model has sold out, the new PS five model will be the only model that's available. Excuse me, that's available. That's expected. That happens whenever they do a a new slim version of it or whatever, because they've reduced costs in manufacturing, so they're not going to manufacture the old model. The sneaky thing about this is they've raise the price of the digital model because when the ps5 came out it was 400 for the digital 500 for the normal now it's 450 for the digital and 500 for like the the 
the normal is still 500 the standard edition but if you get the digital mm. edition you can upgrade to a an external uh 4k drive for 80 dollars mm-hmm. so you're spending 30 more dollars than if you like buying a piecemeal than if you're buying it uh just the standard edition um what they haven't really confirmed yet is if that external 4k blu-ray drive if that'll work with current digital models i'm assuming not because the way that this is phrased but they haven't outright come out and said it because that's something maybe i would consider buying i have the digital edition i know you guys have the standard edition but obviously the main benefits for having a a physical drive is you can get games cheaper you're not buying directly from playstation so black friday and stuff when games come on sale you can get them cheaper um not that i have been getting like physical games this generation pretty much at all except maybe switch um but it is an option for those people but if though if if you're if you're the type of person that gets games not at launch and gets them physical later for cheaper you probably already have the standard edition so there's no benefit i i just don't see the market for who is going to buy a digital version right now for $50 less and then pay $80 more to get the 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 physical drive to buy games cheaper like that it doesn't make sense you're either going to get the the standard edition or you can get the digital edition and i don't think there's going to be anybody who's really going to get this external drive it it just the type of person that would get it is already going to get the standard edition. So I don't think this is going to sell well. Like, I, I think the digital console is going to sell. I just don't think this accessory this drive, this drive is going to sell well. What do you guys think? No, I don't think it will either. We talked last podcast about, or was it a couple podcasts ago? When the rumor came out, I think it was like a couple months ago. Yeah. Well, no, when we were talking about, I think it was, we were talking about our shift from, like well, yeah, we're talking about digital libraries and yeah, how there's no reason to not uh, apply the same logic here where most people would feel like I think you could just shift to a digital library and be fine. You don't need the physical stuff anymore. Yeah, or n- and not nearly as much as you did even two, two years, two, three years ago. Um, isn't uh, Best Buy stop? They're not selling any more physical media anymore. Yeah, we touched on that on the last podcast yeah. last week as well but yeah best buy is getting rid of all of their physical media both online and in stores which is it seems weird but when you talk about it but it's like it's costing them more money to hold on to that inventory right and just like no one's buying it enough for them to sell it so i mean it makes sense like i, yeah. I bought some 4k blu-rays but not nearly enough to keep that industry afloat like i'm not a collector i'm like okay i want this movie so i'm gonna buy it because it's not on a streaming service but if it right. is on a streaming service i'm not gonna buy a 4k blu-ray of that yeah. um, it's even just like the act of like just physically owning it doesn't you don't need to do that if you have subscriptions to all these streaming stuff I mean, gone are the days of the midnight release yeah i mean well i feel like, like well those have been gone for a while but um right. i feel like uh, at some point like owning the physical thing is just going to turn into like a collector's hobby. Like you're just going to be yeah. a collector and not so much like getting it to like utilize it. You're just getting it to like, it's just a, it's habit. a, it's a, yeah. it's a fossil and you want to hold on to it just so you can have value. And like, maybe I can hold on to this and it'll sell for a bunch. And if you, you know, you're like, just like, yeah. And like 30 years thing. or something like, Oh, I have yeah. this old PlayStation five game. Like, yeah. Like, Alan wake two is a triple a 
major release this year that is just not being released in physical. And that's kind of unheard of in that space. But I think with the stories that we're hearing with Best Buy not carrying physical, um, you know, these games coming out digital only, it's it's something we're going to see more and more. And with the release of these consoles, like their flagship versions of the console are now going to be digital. We talked about it with the the leaked documents for Xbox as well. Their new Xbox Series X Slim is going to be digital. That like the next generation, the PS6 and the Xbox Series Y or whatever they end up going with yeah. the crazy name. Um, those could both be just of digital. Those, yeah. Yeah, if they have an option to do physical, they might have this, like you can buy an external right. drive on top of it. But yeah, I don't think I, I don't think the the market's there to really hold up that physical side of it anymore. Um with games. I mean, we've seen music, we've seen movies go that same route, and I think it's inevitable. I don't know who's in the market to buy this external disk drive. And I think in the future there's just gonna be less and less people. So um if you are if you don't have a ps5 yet and you're considering it and you are a physical media person just get the standard edition there's no point in saving 50 dollars now just to spend 30 dollars more later um but if you are just a i want the cheapest stuff because i don't want to spend that much on hardware i say get get the digital edition and they have sales on games if you don't want to get them but you can always game share that's what i do with my brother and that's what I'm doing with Zach for Spider-Man. We only bought one copy of Spider-Man between us, and we're both going to play it. So, um, yeah, th- those are all options you can consider. Yeah. So, any further thoughts on the PlayStation 5 Slim? The the standard edition just looks so bad. Like, the, the growth that is the disk drive, like, mm. there's got to be a better base to put that <laughs> instead of just <laughs> adding it to the side there. like. like- yeah. Like the Xbox at least it looks like it's part of the console because it's just in the middle mm-hmm. of the tower, but like this, it's like an external growth coming off of it. Yeah. <laughs> so alrighty. So moving on to our topic of show. So first thing we're going to do is going to score our previous predictions. So the last time we did this, we kind of did bunch of stuff so we did like an all-year prediction well, we, we did, did that at the beginning of the year at the beginning of the year and then we added on our summer predictions right and before then, summer games right, fest yeah and then today we're going to score this the, the summer games fest summertime predictions and then we're going to add our end of year predictions which will include the game awards and then anything else happening um at the end of the year <clears throat> so we're just going to go from top to bottom on our document here, which you guys can't see, but we can see. Um, so looking at, we'll start with Rick since he's first on the, on the list here. Uh, we'll start with his, we don't need to read the yearly, the, the full year ones, right? Or do we want to no, give a just, reminder? Okay. Just do the summer ones. Yeah. Okay. So Rick's first summer prediction was that gameplay for perfect dark with a release date of April 2024, would be announced and or shown. I challenge that. I challenge that a release date would not be April 2024. That's just all I said, but we didn't get anything from Perfect Dark. So he got zero points because the prediction didn't come true, and -hmm. then he got minus 0.5 because you had challenged half of it, and that did. 
So negative 0.5 is what he has for that prediction. Yeah. His next prediction was that Obsidian would give us gameplay of Avowed with a release Which date in 2024. And that did happen. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. And so yeah. He got yeah. one point for that. Rick, uh, his next prediction was that there would be new IP announced by Double Fine. That did not happen. It did not happen, and nobody challenged it, and nobody challenged the previous prediction of Obsidian's as well. Uh, his next prediction was Netflix Games, quote, or something along those lines, will be announced, and there would be a formal showcase for Summer Games Fest. Uh, it was challenged by myself and by Pat that a formal stream or showcase for Netflix would not happen. That did not happen, right? It did not happen. Okay. And then no. since it got challenged, you're getting minus one because the whole one got challenged. His last prediction was that Nintendo would announce GameCube classics uh, and further on said it would be $20 per game, but we would not penalize him if the price wasn't correct. Pat challenged it and said there would be no announcement of this at all. Yeah. And there was no announcement of that. Unfortunately, there was not. So the one of the negative ones and one of the plus ones it's get canceled negative out. 1.5. Yeah, so he ends up getting negative 1.5 for his total predictions, which, for those of you listening, is actually not that bad for how this goes. <laughs> not a little score for this. We're not very good at doing this. <laughs> well, some of us are. Well, because yours fucking suck, and we'll get to it later. Like... <laughs> Chances summer predictions. Uh, his first one was that Bandai Namco will announce Dragon Ball Budokai 10KG4 with the release date and gameplay. I have no idea if this even happened. It, it happened, so I get a point. <laughs> no, it didn't. <laughs> I, will, I will Google it. Somebody um, this. <laughs> Bloodborne remake teased. That did not happen. And I challenged... The game was officially announced by Bandai Namco during the Dragon Ball Games Battle Hour 2023. Oh, so it was announced. Yes, it was. Fuck, did I just say? Dragon Ball, Dragon Budokai Ball Z Kai Budokai Tenkaichi 4 was announced by developer Bandai Namco earlier this year at the Dragon Ball's Games Battle Hour Holy 2023 shit. event. From the teaser trailer that accompanied the announcement, the real showstopper was the reveal of Goku in his Super Saiyan Blue form, a transformation from the last Dragon Ball Super anime series. Okay, that well, only has that release date and gameplay. Did we get release date and gameplay? I'm trying to see if they did gameplay. They said it was a, te- a teaser trailer, think, which I'm sure they, had gameplay in it. They didn't give like a specific date, but I thought they said like give him the point just for saying. They, they like, said like they 2024. I thought they said they, year. Uh, it said it might be releasing in early 2024. Um, while they didn't reveal the exact release date, the leaker narrowed down the game's release to early 2024. Yeah. Um, was this leaked or announced? This this was announced. Okay, but no date. Okay, well here's Dragon Ball Budokai Taichi for official trailer. I'm looking at it right now. From March 5th. When did he make this prediction? We made this in summer. Did he make a prediction of something that was already announced? Oh yeah, this Dragon Ball Games Battle Hour 2023 was back in March. When did we make these predictions? <laughs> Definitely after that. <laughs> what the fuck? No, well, does no one guys, cared enough for him? No, to... you guys. So it yeah. happened. It didn't happen in summer. I get, I get a point because I get away with it. It didn't happen in summer. No, 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 no. I want to give him points for that. I want to give him points for that. None of us cared enough to check, and that's on us. 
This is not Chance's fault. But it didn't happen in summer. The whole point of the summer predictions was, does this happen in summer? Which March is not summer. That's amazing. I want to give him the point for this, just to give him uh, the point. <laughs> March is spring. So he'll get, we'll give him 0.3, because that's a third of the prediction. I'll give him, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Why yeah. didn't we check? We didn't give a fuck. I not. didn't give a fuck, yeah. All right, and then he lost I didn't think, one. I thought, I thought just on honor system, we wouldn't pick things that have already been announced. But I didn't Apparently think Apparently now we're going to have to check his predictions for this time around. That's for oh, sure. Honor. Uh, and then honor. No honor. His other prediction here, Haze Light Games will announce a new IP. That did not happen. Uh, Netflix will announce season two of Arcane for 2024. That did not happen, did it? Uh, I thought it did. Like late, yeah, late 2024, I thought. Arcane season two date officially confirmed. Arcane season two release date has been officially confirmed. Last quarter of 2024. Yeah. Yes. And this was back in September. Well, I'll be damned. Okay. He's getting his Ostradamus title back. Our last uh, predictions podcast was in May. Oh, it was in May. Okay. Yeah. So it's definitely after. after two months after. Just sat on that for two months. <laughs> what? Wait, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Because the wording here is important. Netflix will announce season two of Arcane for 2024. And I challenged Netflix will not announce this. Well, apparently in 2024, Tencent Video Vision confirmed Arcane season two will be released in winter 2024. And last time I checked, Tencent is not Netflix. Technicality, bitches. So I get half a point. And then you lose half a point for the challenge. So. Well, it's better than going negative. It's still positive. I mean, okay. So, yeah, we'll do plus 0.5 and minus 0.5. So you're at zero for that one. I, I, I can't believe we're arguing who made the announcement. I don't think that's what we were arguing. That's what you wrote down here. You're the one who did this. I, I just do it, like, generally. I don't think I don't think that was the challenge. Yeah, I think the challenge was the announcement. I didn't even like, say Netflix, but he just assumed. Because it's a Netflix, Netflix television show. I would count that. I would count that as like a joint announcement. It's a Netflix show. Netflix themselves did not announce it. This is Tencent announcing it based on their financial records. But Netflix does not do it where they announce something this far in advance. Like think about every time Netflix has announced something, it's like here's the trailer. It's coming out in two weeks. Netflix talked to Kotaku about this, but they didn't announce a date. They they, they confirmed that yeah we're working on it. But they never do like, oh, it's uh, coming here or there. I don't like it. I don't like it. Was there, was no, there that's a why I challenged or gameplay trailer and release date? I don't think I there have was. no idea. No. So that's zero, right? So how many points did I get? Well, there's still so, the Bloodborne one. Did you do the Bloodborne one? No, Bloodborne. Yeah, you got negative points for the Bloodborne one already. Yeah. Okay. So that ends up being negative point seven. It's pretty good. All right. So let's do mine. Okay. So Pat challenge or challenge. Pat predicted his first one that the during the PlayStation showcase we would get release windows for Alan Wake Two, both which Alan Wake did. Two and Silent Hill Two remake for 2023. Alan Wake Two we did do, but Silent Hill but Silent not. Hill Two we did not. So I don't have to play because the prediction was not completely correct. <laughs> okay. No, you you have, you have to play half. Then, of, you have to play half of the game. Well, he has to play Alan Wake, yeah. Um, and then he had counterpicked that they will not both be 2023. Both be so I get half, and then I lose half, so it's zero. Yeah. Uh, Pat predicted that gameplay for Dragon Age Dreadwolf will be revealed and will release in 2024. 
That did not happen, but nobody challenged it, so plus zero again. Um, He predicted that the new Uncharted would be announced, not by Naughty Dog, no Nathan Drake. And And got got a thumbs up. He got a thumbs up from Rick. You both should just lose points for that. No challenge, so no challenge didn't happen. Plus zero. Uh, and then prediction seven here, Ubisoft will finally reveal Avatar Frontiers of Pandora with gameplay, with the 2024, 2023 announcement. And this podcast will go meh, which did happen. Go back and listen to that podcast. Not a single person all, said meh. I asked everybody, what, what did you think? And like at least three of us said meh. I said, well, you don't count for that. You can't just, you are part of it. You can't Why? just say meh. Like, I said, because you can podcast. choose. Like I'm part of this podcast. Yeah, no, your but your uh, say does getting, not count. I'm getting a I'm point not, for that. I'm not giving you the point for that. Yes, I'm giving you half the point for that. Like, well, either way, if we're just counting the three of you, you and Rick definitely said meh. I was like, eh. I didn't say meh. And meh. if that's it's, no, it's, it's not. If the, if the technicality of Netflix it's, announcing it's, it's it is that, go back and listen to that podcast. You said meh. No, I didn't. I said eh. I don't say meh. Go back and a, listen. I'm not a meh. No, person. the rating scale that we use was. Don't care or hell no, don't care, meh or ooh, if you remember. No. So, what did everybody fucking say? If you decide what the metric is, then you don't get the point for this because you can fix, you can rig it. No. And I'm not going to allow this. Well, we, we already did. You already, when I made the prediction, there was no rating in place. So, and then his last one was that Compulsion Games will announce their next projects and this podcast will go ooh. We did not go ooh. Yes, like, we did. That was again part of the not. rating. So you, I get you're not getting spoonful points, and I don't show it. And then Zach Zach challenged that no no announcement from Compulsion Games, which we did. So Zach gets negative one. Well, he'll get negative point five because that's only half yeah. the prediction. <laughs> what are these? So I end with two. I'm not going to allow you to just rig the score. <laughs> That's Based exactly that was the like, prediction, and you went no. along with every step of it. Did you restrict my access to this? Topic? I did. <laughs> Why would you do that? <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I, I finish with. Two. I need to type this in for the fucking pod. <laughs> I'm typing it in right now. You don't need to type it in this document. Uh, let's go to Zach's prediction. So Zach said, "Hollow Knight Silk Song will get a 2024 release date announced." Uh, me and Rick both challenged that this will not be announced. Well, guess what? They were completely silent, so they did not announce it. So, negative one for Zach there. Which then stands by my entire point that Hollow Knight will just never be announced or released because it's just <laughs> you think that game's canceled. <laughs> that game was fucking gone. <laughs> no, that game's coming out next year. I'll pizza bet you right now. Like. It's not coming. Out. Okay. Um, Creative Assembly reveals their new FPS. We'll have to look this up because I don't know if this is a thing. I don't see an announcement of a new you FPS. You mean to say RTS? Or FPS? No, RTS? I, I, I said FPS. I'm pretty sure. But, but why? I'm I think he sure had heard rumors or something. Yeah, there, was, there were rumors about it. Oh, wait. What was Hyenas? That was the rumor. Oh, yeah. Hyenas is first person. Yeah. Sega Europe, LTD, and Creative Assembly have released official gameplay trailer for Hyenas. Okay, so yeah, that did happen. Let's go! Let's go! Come on! Okay, so then I get negative one, and you get plus one. So you're at zero, 
and I am at one up here. We got to do your minus five from challenging the compulsion game. So you're at negative 0.5. And then full reveal for Bioshock. And we all challenged. <laughs> we'll not get full reveal. So yeah, another negative one there for you. you guys are uh, announcement for, for Forza Horizon 6 with the 25 window. That also did not happen. <laughs> um, and then announcement of new IP by Half Mermaid. Again, I challenged. That did not happen. <laughs> Zach's at negative 3.5. So we'll do our predictions for the end of the year slash uh, game awards. And we're going to do three predictions each. And we'll do like what we've usually been doing where we go snake order. And then um, you have the prediction. You can kind of make it however many points you want. It's still each prediction is only worth one point, but each like caveat or like sub prediction you have in there divides it up. And then somebody can challenge it or challenge a part of it. And you will get negative points if the challenge comes true. So let's start. Who wants to go? Uh, I think we can just keep it in the same order because we're just going to add it onto the document. All right, Rick, you going first. I'm going to say, in conjunction with the TV show, that there will be a Twisted Metal reboot announced. A Twisted Metal game. A Twisted Metal game announced. Okay. Are you saying at the Game Awards, or are you just saying sometime before the end of the year? Before the end of the year, I'm assuming at the Game Awards. So what I have down so far is there will be a Twisted Metal game announced before the end of the year, in parentheses, not necessarily at the Game Awards. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Does anyone want to challenge that? Yeah, I don't think there will be a game announced. All right, so Zach will challenge. No announcement, right? Yeah, just no Twisted Metal game announcement. All right, Chance, give me your first prediction. Avatar is going to release the same day as the Game Awards and win Game of the Year. Challenging. <laughs> yep, that's a challenge. Yeah, yeah, can I challenge that as well? Just hop on the whole train. Like, first of all, if a game releases after November fifteenth, it's not eligible this year. It's gonna win the next one. Oh, I'm not waiting a year for that. Yeah, you, it's got to be a prediction for this year. Unless he's saying it wins Tuggy Game of the Year, which again is a rigged thing. I won't allow that as a prediction. We shouldn't have allowed the other ones as a prediction either. Uh. I'll just say King. I'll just say Kingdom Hearts Four, like some announcement or something, will come out for Kingdom Hearts Four because I want that game to come out. You might as well just copy his last prediction from the summer and just paste it down. Yeah, <laughs> we'll do that then. Why not? Does anyone want to challenge that? Yes, I do. <laughs> All right. All right. My first prediction at the Game Awards. We get a commercial for the Switch Pro or Switch 2 or whatever they call it. The sequel or the successor to the Switch hardware. Okay. Do we need to like argue the commercial for this? So it's, yes. it has to be a commercial during the show, not an announcement during the show. Well, like 
it's the same thing. Like, They're releasing yeah. a trailer. It's I'm saying commercial because remember how the switch originally was announced where he had. The yeah, commercial? I mean, but now I now I have to make sure we cover all semantics of every prediction. Now. Well, I'm just saying it'll and be all like, technicalities because if it's an announcement and not a commercial, then that's what we're going to argue. Any trailer is a commercial, you know, for the, well, the problem. No. I'm yeah, saying well, it'll be in the format that the original switch announcement was where we're going to get a video of someone using the hardware maybe at a rooftop party maybe at a basketball court maybe on the train but it'll be hardware that is similar to the switch in that you can use it on the 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 dock and in mobile or handheld mode but we'll get an announcement i don't think we'll get a a, a date i don't think we'll get a price or anything like that but it has they, to be they, a switch too well, it has to be a, a success. Like it's hardware, a new console hardware. Oh, that's like the easiest prediction ever. So if it was like a Swoled two, but not quite a Switch two, or yeah, it's not. It's going to be a, a full. It's going to be a new console, a new hardware. Yeah. Like, why do you have to make it like this? Why can't you just say that this will just be announced? Why does it have to be in the form the first one was announced? And because someone's that's on a not train. for me to just say it'll be announced. It's much easier to keep anything. track of. It's just no, much it easier to keep track of. That's not like, fun, Zach, all right? So. That's obviously going to happen. They already announced that. You, you think we're guaranteed to get a trailer of this at the Game Awards? Like a yes. commercial? Yes. That is insane right there. Somebody um, tell this man that is insane. Aren't, and didn't no, they, they announce this? Like, no, they didn't. If it really insane, why would you why would you make that like prediction if you think it's insane? Isn't the whole point that you think it's gonna happen? I, I think saying that it's guaranteed to happen at the game awards is insane. Yes. I don't there's a chance it'll happen, but I don't think it's guaranteed. Uh there's only console successor this year. Like it's just the game award. That's assuming they talk about it this year. Yeah. They could talk about they? it in January. Yeah. But I mean, for this, it's like there's no harm saying it happening here in our prediction show. The harm is you can challenge it. <laughs> Switch console successor at Game Awards. So if this happens just on a random Tuesday and not at the Game Awards, I don't get points for it. Yeah, but the Game Awards is such a big event. It's like you might as well announce it here because all eyes will be on it. This is Nintendo. They don't follow logic. Marketability is logic. They'll still look follow at, basic logic. No, look at the Nintendo Switch announcement. It was just a YouTube video that went live. And then they had a press conference like a month later. Switch console successor at Game Awards in the same style. I'm just going to challenge it. Okay, as just because uh, of the, I'm going to challenge the same style as the Switch commercial. I'm challenging okay. that because that's the part of the prediction that just pisses me off. <laughs> why? <laughs> because why does it have to be there like, to make it fun? And I don't want this. I want this on record. I don't want it to be like, oh, they kept like one part of the commercial the same, so we counted the same. Well, style. it's it's not like I uh, need it to be like legit. Like, well, yeah, I'm saying now it's I not going to be somebody on stage that has like a a model of the hardware or anything like that. I think it's going to be a a package presentation that shows you what the console can do in in the vein of like showing normal people using it in their everyday lives. That's what I mean when I say the Switch commercial. Okay, we'll put that in there because I'm not going to remember that two months from now. <laughs> I will remember. We have this recording, Zach. Yeah. 
No, All because right, what's going to happen is two months from now, you're going to say you said this, but I'm not going to be bothered to go check. No, it's fine. Well, I'm not going to add like you know, three extra sentences into the air. You can't be. If you want that to be your prediction, you're going to put it down there. Oh, my God. What do? What else could in the same style as Switch commercial mean? Okay. I don't, like parentheses. Type in the way you said it. Like, real people using it in The way you life. described it, like a package, whatever crap. Like, like a package showcase yeah, or whatever the heck you call it. Like video presentation, presentation or whatever. Because you can't fucking remember that. <laughs> like, <sighs> All right, Zach, what's your first one? It's going to snake, right? So I have to do two? Correct. Okay. Okay. So my first one is going to be Baldur's Gate wins game of the year. Feel free to challenge that because I know Starfield is the obvious. Baldur's Gate 3. Okay, all right. If you had just said the like, game. Stop off. Stop <laughs> you know what you're talking about. Like, Wins Game of the Year at the Game Awards. That's the only show, award show, that's happening, right? Well, I mean, Owl is their own game. game. Like, well, huh? IGN gives out their Game of the Year. No, we're talking about Game of the Awards. Award. Yeah, we're doing Game of the Game Awards, awards, and then, yeah, I'm, I'm just talking about Game. Uh, Rick, are you challenging? I'll 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 do the challenge because I think it's it's between that and Breath of the Wild or not Breath no, Tears, Tears of the Kingdom. Kingdom, and I don't yeah. know. Okay, so so Rick will challenge. He's going to challenge the Baldur's Gate. Baldur's not, not going to win. And okay. then one of his predictions will be the Tears of the Kingdom does win. <laughs> exactly, and you can challenge me. It'll be perfect. Okay. Yeah. So... Can, I, can I have my second prediction be Tears of the Kingdom one game of the year? That way he yeah, can't you have... can't have opposite <laughs> predictions. Oh, just wow. wanted to... Just, he said he'll allow it. Um, my second prediction is that we will get a firm release date for Hellblade 2 sometime in 2024. Yeah. If that makes sense. It's going to be a little more specific. Yeah. No. Like no, just generally. You okay? So, like, it it is going to be like a firm date. It's not just going to be like twenty twenty four. I'm talking like month and day, or maybe just what, what month. month is, is month firm enough? Do I need to predict the month and day? I'll do you it if that's what I need to do. Can if you want to. It's not. It's not. I don't want to. But if I need to, I will. Are you? Is that just it? We're gonna firm release date for Hellblade two for twenty twenty four, like sometime in twenty twenty. Well, they've already announced it for twenty twenty four, so I doubt okay, they come perfect. out and say, "Oh, twenty twenty five, we're delaying." Bro, it. Games get delayed all the fucking time. Like nobody announces a delay a year and a half before the game is coming out. Well, you never know. <laughs> um, if we if we needed to be more specific, I'll go. It'll be second half of twenty. Okay. Not first. We get a firm oh, release yeah. date for Hellblade Two in the second, half, second of half of 2024. Yeah, uh, I'm going to challenge that we don't get a firm release date. Okay. So, question: so, so, if I get the second half, but it's not firm, do I get like half a point for that, or is it just all lost? Like, how firm are we? You'll get half a point, but then you'll lose half a point oh, for the. For okay, I mean that's the fine. challenge. So you'll get that's zero. Better. That's better than what I specifically did. <laughs> <laughs> those okay. those zero points matter. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, so my second prediction: we get a teaser 
Well, no, fuck it. I'll just go date. Um, we get a date. We get a release window with trailer for uh, Death Stranding 2. This is all at the Game Awards, and Kojima shows up. I will not challenge, as that was one of my backup predictions. Yeah. So we get a release window with trailer for Death Stranding 2. Kojima shows up. All of this is at the Game Awards. I kind of want to challenge that Kojima will show up, but he always shows up. Like he's just exactly. always around. He showed like, up just there. two years. He didn't have anything to <laughs> announce. He just shows up. He just shows up. Yeah. Like, is, are you challenging something? Are you saying he'll just show up? I Are you saying he will show up for Death Stranding 2 or is part of that he just is there? <laughs> I mean, he'll be there the entire night. I think he'll be okay. in like, attendance or whatever. Okay, but I think, you're yeah, talking about will... his show up is for Death Stranding. Well, I think he'll he'll introduce or like talk about okay. Death Stranding. I don't, and then I, don't like, oh, I don't want I, I don't want to see something like Death Stranding two doesn't happen because Kojima was fucking there. So you get half a point for this. I mean, I would get a third of a point if he shows. No, up. I don't want you to get anything for that. This is for this. If you know right, he's going to be in attendance, I don't want this. Okay, bye. Shows up for this. All of this goes down at the game awards. Just trying to I have to I have to like nitpick all your shit because I know exactly what you do. I'm <laughs> saying he just show up and he's fucking there. Like he's always there. Are you challenging? No, because I can watch him show up. Okay, all right. <laughs> it's hard because I can't just challenge whether or not he shows up because if Death Stranding 2 happens, he's obviously gonna be there. Like he's gonna be there fucking anyway. Chance. What is your second prediction? World of Warcraft. Classic Plus will be announced at next BlizzCon. When is that? November 3rd and 4th. Oh, okay. <laughs> Somebody look it up. What's it called? World, what is it? World of Warcraft Classic Plus. Plus? Zach, look up if that's something that already exists. I'm on the Blizzard forums right now. I'm going to have to do a deep I'm going to have to do a deep dive. It hasn't been announced, but a lot of people are talking about it, apparently. Wild player creates the perfect roadmap for Classic Plus. Okay, so we've confirmed that's not been announced yet. And BlizzCon is coming up. Um, and I think they're going to announce it at BlizzCon. Okay. I think you need to add a little bit more spice to that one are they gonna announce it for 2020 like is it they're gonna shadow drop it or are they gonna announce it for like 2024 like what's going on they're gonna announce it for uh by 2024 okay blizzcon it's announced at blizzcon 2023 with a 2024 release window yeah i'll say like late 2024 okay how do we determine late it's not early it's late I understand it's not early, but what's the difference? Like Se- second half, or are, we, are you saying like second. late would be like last quarter. quarter? No, like two thirds of of a quarter. Oh my god! Just okay. say that's the last quarter. Just just, just say, say it's, it's gonna fucking quarter. come out late twenty twenty four. Well, like after October first, like October or yeah, later within the last quarter. That that's, okay. that's just the last quarter of twenty. Okay, fine. I hate what we've become. This is our own fault. We did this. Is anyone gonna challenge that? 
I, I honestly don't, don't know enough about it. To I check. don't either. This is bullshit. He's using this strategy. There's nothing uh, wrong with that. <laughs> there isn't, but it sucks. It, I feel uh, like if it's going to be announced, it's going to happen at BlizzCon and like of this year. And I'll challenge just for fun. No, I won't. No, sure. I'll challenge that it won't be in the last he quarter. It'll be into this. Like, you guys all heard it was him himself. I'll just challenge that it'll be before the last quarter. I just think it'll be. I'll just say it's before the last quarter. Okay. All right, Rick, your second prediction. My second is going to be that Hi-Fi Rush wins best score slash music. At the Game Awards or the Tuggies? At the Game Awards. I don't know. Star Wars had a really fucking good soundtrack. Um, what was that? What was that one random like like th- that Final Fantasy rhythm game? Didn't that come out and like got like a ninety-eight or something or whatever? Like. I have no idea. There was that random like Final Fantasy rhythm game that did like well, really well. If you well. look at last year, Metal Hellsinger got nominated at least, and that's that was and a rhythm based shooter. Yeah, and yeah. Hi-Fi Rush you're saying so you're saying wins, not just nominated. Yep. Right. I'm saying okay. wins. Why are you saying wins like indie game? That game, it, like, it was beloved by the industry itself, mm-hmm. and it's going to need some sort of recognition. I think that's where it's going to be put. I mean, I would. I'm challenging it. I don't think it'll win. Not that I don't want it to. I just think it won't. It'll be something stupid like Starfield will win for best score or something. No, it'll be like Final Fantasy or something that's like giving acknowledgement to that director or that music composer or whatever. And I think Hi-Fi Rush is just, it was amazing. And I think it absolutely deserves to win. It's just, it came out in January. And there's so fucking much that came out since then. In my opinion, it was beloved by the actual like yeah, community. I, I have a weird feeling it's going to get some respect. And it's, it's like the Wirefox Terrier in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Like, it's it's, it's going to give me something to root for. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last prediction. I predict we will get a gameplay trailer and a February 2024 release date for the um, Elden Ring DLC. And are you saying this is going to happen at the Game Awards or just in general? At Game Awards. Okay. They are uh, pretty tight with uh, Jeff Keighley. So, all right. Does anyone want to challenge that? No. All right. Chance, what is your last prediction? I'm going to steal Zach's prediction. I'm going to say that Titanfall 3 will be announced. Not at the Game Awards. It's in general. It'll be announced and it'll like, I, it'll be announced. I don't think they would really have a date. I don't know. Like, you can just say announced because that's. So I mean, I can be, I can be vague with that. I don't oh, even so think it. Because you think it's not going to be like, I don't need that much clarification with it. Well, yeah, because the other ones we already know, like, World of War Classics is already being developed, right? Like that's what the all the shit. Classics already about. out. Classic Plus. Classic Plus, whatever. It's already being worked on. So that I think you have to be more specific because it's. How just do you like, know? Uh, that's there's rumors. People are just talking about it. it hasn't been announced. Everybody's talking about, but people are talking about it being worked on or whatever, right? Yeah. Well, people might be talking so, about Titanfall coming. There's out. a dude that, on Reddit who has an entire roadmap of patches. Yeah. So it's you know that's the that's just because it's World of Warcraft. 
it's a pattern. If if you said Call of Duty will be announced for 2024, I'd be like, you, you got to be more specific than that. But if you say Titanfall, which we haven't heard anything about a sequel to Titanfall since Titanfall 2 got fucking demolished by two of the biggest shooters of that year, then yeah, I'd be like, okay, that's fine. Yeah. Oh, I think that, yeah, well, it's going to be fine. If I can be very vague with it, I'm going to say it's going to get announced. Um, I don't know why I'm arguing. Um, and then Zach, why? Because I want it to happen. So maybe if I'm wrong, it'll happen. Okay. Well, I think it's it's going to happen. Chance it's either I'm wrong and it happens and I'm happy, or I at least get you to knock a point off. Well, I I just think that like challenge all of your chance. By the way, they um they (laughs) they like patched and like I don't know fixed Titanfall two and like it blew up in popularity, and I feel like maybe they might see that and be like you know. Maybe the popularity of Titanfall 2 has not diminished. They know how popular Titanfall 2 is. Okay, who's next? All right, so my last one. No first-party announcements from Xbox at all at Game Awards. Now, that doesn't mean, like, coming to Game Pass is not an announcement of a first-party studio. So if they have a little thing, oh, it's coming to Game Pass, that's, that's fine. World but I'm saying premiere. no first-party announcements so like no elder scroll 6 it's like no game gets announced that's first party correct so no hellblade no banjo no whatever and don't think dlc doesn't count if they're like here's an update for halo infinite dlc i'm not saying that i'm saying new game or like game that has not come out yet Like a, a reveal, no reveal, no yeah. announcement, nothing. Challenge. Yeah, I want to challenge that. I feel like just coming off of ABK, they have they're gonna just say something because they can. I don't think they will. Just to rub it into Sony's <laughs> face. <laughs> Remember last Game Awards, they didn't say anything, and we're like, "What the fuck?" And then January, they're like, "Here's our yeah roadmap for the year or whatever." So I think they'll do that again. They'll just be quiet. Um, so hold on, let me phrase this. No, no, first party game announcement. Game announcements from Xbox. Uh, DLC does not count in parentheses. DLC or game coming to Game Pass does not count because I'm sure there'll be something coming to Game Pass. Right. And Rick, you're challenging. I mean, I am too, but I don't know if it matters. I mean, we did that before, and I think it was like, if if you guys get it wrong, then both of you get negative points. So if he already challenges, there's no benefit to me challenging, other than losing. Well, clout, I guess, is the only reason. No, fuck it, I'll do it for some. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Jack, my challenge, and only Zach challenge. <laughs> Rick does not want the clap. No, 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 but he initiated it. <laughs> he lured you in. <laughs> I think that's bullshit, and we can't have him take it away. <laughs> All right, both of you can take it away if you want. I mean, no, no, I'm kidding. No, someone's got to challenge it. <laughs> I, I just hopped in because he said he would. <laughs> and now you're stuck with the ball. <laughs> you know what? Now, 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 I'll just fucking take that and the clap. So, you. <laughs> I want all the smoke. I want okay. it all. Zach challenges. Fuck you to Rick. 
Is that accurate? <laughs> I want you to put a second set of parentheses that said, I want all the smoke and I want all the clout. <laughs> he wants all the smoke. <laughs> and all the clout. I want and it to be there. <laughs> all the clout. God. This is gonna look so bad when I forget about this in two months from now. We go back. Yeah, January, this, uh... We're scoring these. We're like, oh, what, what happened to that clout and that smoke, Zach? You know, I'm gonna. You know what? I'm just gonna double down and say that future me. You know what? Put a third set of parentheses in there yeah. and say that if this is wrong, future me will double down and still want all the smoke and all the clout. All right, we're done typing into that prediction now, Zach. What is your last prediction okay i think this will be a fun one um the judge of that on our october 31st halloween stream of alan wake 2 we will get a peak viewership of at least 15 viewers which i think would be the highest we've ever had so now i don't want people to spread that (laughs) (laughs) i'm not going to challenge that though i just thought it would be something be something that's fun Something that would benefit us, hopefully. Oh, so. no, you can rig it. We can't allow this. You can rig it. You can advertise and have people tune in. That's it's, what you but, sound but they still, That's what you sound no, no, no. like. But they still have to take, they still have to go out of their way and actually view the damn and thing. And I had to predict your reaction to something that did not but exist. Then you at made the time. a scale, but then you made a scale. And then you had to still go by that scale. You could have been like, no, whatever. I'm going to say it's fucking amazing. But no, you stuck to your guns and you no, because I did, it for the, I did it for the pod. <laughs> All right. Well, that's our topic of show. I don't yeah. have a subpar subtitles prepared. And it does not like it's not like it does matter anyway, because Rick is so far ahead of both of you guys. Catch, I could catch up. All it takes is an all real or all thick, and I'm in the bag. <laughs> okay, what's our next? Our next episode will be November first or November third. We'll do mm-hmm. two that day. How about that? Okay, that's fine. Because I'm tired. That's that's fine. That's fair. Alrighty, everyone. Well, thanks for listening. Remember, you can catch us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. Right. You can reach us with any questions, comments, concerns. Tell us what your predictions are for Game Awards, and at the end of the year uh Say, at the end, send so. us your predictions we'll talk about it on the the show when we score it yeah um at the entitled gaming podcast at gmail.com don't forget to follow us on all of our social media we're on twitter or x at tugpod on instagram at tug underscore pod on threads at, at the same on reddit at r slash tugpod and on facebook at the entitled gaming podcast also check out our twitch uh we stream every tuesday and then before you see us next, we'll be doing our big Alan Wake Halloween watch Zach piss himself because he's going to be so scared uh, stream. Uh, so make sure you're following us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash tugpod. We also ask that you subscribe and uh, leave us reviews. Five star reviews for us. One star review for Brokish over here who doesn't fucking know what he's talking about or she's talking about <laughs> or they're talking about. Don't be mean to our viewers. Don't be mean to them. No, don't be mean to our viewers. Fuck all of them. You literally have this stuff copied and pasted with the background. <laughs> you didn't even format it, everybody. <laughs> I had to do it on my phone because I wasn't at home. Oh my god. I also do not think I was going to be on the podcast this week. I even told the people when Not I was once. streaming.
Not once did you say that. I I told the people on on Twitch when I was streaming on Tuesday that I wasn't going to be on the pod today. I did not hear that. Because you didn't listen, you didn't watch the stream either. (laughs) You hopped in five minutes and then left. I did. You hopped in, said (laughs) Queen's Gambit, and then left. Like, 